So we're not saving the world, we're building a new one. There's real transformation that changes everything. Finding your community is really just following your heart. That's their folk scientific picture of how the world works. Let me uplift you, uplift me, uplift each other. You can become extraordinary. Shifts are upon us at the global level. Each and every one of us are just one little piece of this puzzle. For me is that the human dimension is important, our environment is important, and so is economics. I was anxious that the progress wasn't fast enough, that sustainability wasn't deep enough. Stop worrying, start living. The right hemisphere is right here right now, and it's being. You must love. We are verging on critical mass, and we just need to show up. We need the land under our feet, right? We need to love it, we need to care for it, we need to belong with it and to it. Get ready, corporate mind. You don't know what's coming, because from the ground up, we're building from that family mind. It's village time. Hello, this is your host, Aliko Tree, and before we get started today with Paul Chiokton's talk, the second part, if you've missed the first part, you're going to want to go back and listen to that um, on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Just search The Village Mixtape. But before we get started with part two of Paul's talk today, I have something really special to share with y'all. I went to TEDx Seattle last Saturday and um, saw about 10 really incredible speakers throughout the day all on very progressive social progressives environmentally progressive topics very inspiring but our earth is really in grave 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 danger right now and you know we might get sick of looking at graphs or tables or charts um, on the data and that's what one of the speaker Julie Tweet is an environmental science professor at UW found that her students were tired of looking at and so alongside wearing a dress with data printed on it uh, on at TEDx Seattle on Saturday she also converted her data into music and it was profound what you're about to hear is data in song of how much ice is on the ice caps over the last 36 years since 1979. So the first notes you're going to hear are four basic notes that you'll hear through repeated throughout the song and it represents the seasons winter, spring, summer, fall. And then you'll hear Christina Lee Who's the who who's the composer of this music, um, or who plays it on the piano? Um, play higher notes, which represent more ice on the ice caps, and lower notes, which represents less ice. And I just want you to take a listen, because it's very inspiring. And I, I encourage you to share this with your friends. You can find it on YouTube. 
Um, you can sh search Judy Tweet T E W T E T W E D T Tweet T W E D T um, on YouTube, and it's the first thing that pops up. So uh, here goes nothing and everything and us. If that doesn't make you want to change the world, I really don't know what does. Uh, but without further ado, here's the second part of Paul's talk. Again, if you're enjoying what we're doing here, um, we're looking for some donations. Not a lot, uh, just to keep us, help us keep going. You can donate and get uh, instant access to special talks and um, free entry to village events at www.patreon.com forward slash the village mixtape thanks again guys enjoy i want to share a story real quick with you to kind of change things up a little uh, uh share a story about the whale people since we're talking about the whale people and uh, we're working on bringing tokatai home how many of you heard of tokatai yep and uh how about lolita yeah that's her slave name and uh so Tokatai is who she is. It, it's an indigenous word in this territory. It means uh, a bright, colorful day. And what a beautiful 
name, right, instead of uh, from a horrible book of uh, child uh, abduction because they, they put her in a pen with an older orca and they thought, oh, we'll get more sales, we'll call her Lolita. Yeah, she's abducted by this older orca. Oh, nice story. When she deserves to be free, you know. And so we're working on bringing her home. Lummy's on board. They're working hard to bring her home. She's uh, one of 45 taken from the Salish Sea, and she's sole survivor. And uh, she's well. She's really well. But she's holding on, I believe, for one reason, to help restore this place, to help it return to wellness. And I really feel that, you know. That's a beautiful thing for her to, to, to do, to hold on, because the other ones just let go of their lives. They just said, no, I live with my grandma. I live with my grandpa. I live with my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother. Until the day I die, that's who I am. I, do, I am not a slave. And they just let go. They just let go and let their lives go. But she's holding on. She's holding on for a reason. So we walked for her too. But um, I'll share this story uh, if you're listening, could you say habu? Could I hear you say the word habu? It means uh, you're still listening. It means uh, I haven't fallen asleep yet. No? <laughs> but because uh, um, we have three-day epic stories, you know, so so you got to stay alert. But you you become the story, too, in the epics. It's so beautiful. My cousin still shares them. And you dance and sing the story and then... Uh, embody it with the words, with the dance. And, and uh, yeah, no, you get cramps in your face from laughing and, and having so much fun in those epics. I love them. But, uh, but we'll share this uh, short version of the whale story is from our Saanich nation. And uh, just make sure that's the most minimal thing that you'll do in a pause in the story. Just say, Habu, I'm listening is really what it says. La go lay to la way 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 over there whale was there quinnis was there oh it was a hot summer day it was so hot in the summer sun was beating down and quinnis gray whale found himself high up on the beach knew he couldn't live long in the hot dry rocks and sand so quinnis called out to the water to his relatives and this is kind of what Quinnis sounded like as he called for help to his relatives. And there, good thing one of his relatives heard it was cousin Flounder, and Flounder wasn't very big, he's only about this big, and came up anyway and got underneath whale and put his fins up and there he bent down, stretched his back a little bit. He didn't want to hurt himself and got his tail fin situated and he pushed as hard as he could. And whale's blubber only jiggled. It wasn't good enough. So there they both cried out to the water for help. Hey, wait a minute. You guys aren't going to let flounder and whale call for help by themselves, are you? Okay, yeah, you're nice people. I know you. I know a lot of you. So, okay, so here we go. All right, you guys going to get your whale language on? Okay, I want to be able to understand you when we're done with this. Okay, here we go. Let's call for help. Help. <laughs> 
is awesome. I could understand you guys. And there, good thing one of his relatives heard, and it was cousin Soulfish, and Soul was just a little bigger than Flounder, but came up anyway. Ah, guy right next to Flounder, and Soul put his fins up, and there, hey, wait a minute. You guys aren't going to let Flounder and Soul lift whale by themselves, are you? Nah, you're nice people. Okay, fins up. These are your fins. You're all members of the Salish Sea, and you have fins. Okay, so there they stretch their back. You got to do a little soul yoga and a little flounder yoga and get your tail fin down there the best you can. And there they bent down, and there they pushed as hard as they could. And whale, whale went up. One inch only. Ah, wasn't good enough. Maybe, maybe some of you in the back, they weren't really pushing very hard. Eh? I don't know. <laughs> Abu. And there, so they all three cried out to the water, to their relatives for help. Here we go. heard, oh, it was Cousin Halibut, and Halibut was really, really, really big. He was huge. He was almost as big as a slalacub. Anyone know what a slalacub is? Oh, well, now you will. Slalacub is a sea monster. Yeah, because we have sea monsters in the Salish Sea. We have mermaids and leprechauns, little people. And you all know about Sasquatch. So. And boogie, boogie Woman, too. Basket Algris. So anyway, there. So Halibut wasn't really a sea monster. He was just a really big fish because everything was big a long time ago, you know, like in the dinosaur days. Uh, but whale was so much bigger. He was huge. So there halibut came and got right next to flounder and soul. And they all three put their fins up. You got your fins? Okay. Oh, you got to stretch. Do some halibut yoga now. Oh, there we go. Ah, oh, get your tail fin down there. Okay, bend down. Push as hard as you can. Oh, oh and whale went up. Oh, my goodness. Oh, but all of a sudden, whale came down and landed on all three of them. Well, it turns out, you know, those rocks, they had some uh, seaweed and they had some algaes and stuff like that. And their fins, as much as they tried to grip the little fin toenails in there, they couldn't hold on and their fins slipped out. And a whale came down and landed on flounder, sole, and halibut. And that's why even today, if you look at flounder, sole, and halibut, they're all flat like this. I got flattened out like that. And then their eyeballs aren't over here no more. They got pushed way over to the side of their face from the day that they thought they could lift whale up. But they should have been a little more careful, maybe. And that is all. Haishka. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, I always share this story. It's one of my favorites. And uh, 
it's not a story though, so we need to like do a record scratch and move back a little bit because we have the word swim and it's a teaching and it's understanding. It's how we create a world of wellness and wholeness and how we create a village and, and a community. So I always ask the children, I say, if these are our teachings and these will allow you to create in this world in a better and stronger way to become a better human being, what in this story could you use as a tool to create in a stronger and better way? What teaching is in here? I ask the children. So you guys just pretend you're children, okay? Go ahead, raise your hands if you have an idea. Okay. Teamwork. Work together. Work together. That's a very important indigenous teaching. The old people always say, learn how to work together. Learn how to work together. It's so simple. You could easily just go, oh, of course. But if you think about what that means in your life, it can change your life. Yes, be observant, be observant. Use the wisdom and knowledge that you have and be careful. <laughs> yes. Know your limits. Know your limits. Yeah, you don't want to just say, hey, I can do that. I'll, I'll, yeah, let's just go for it. <laughs> it can be dangerous, right? Yeah, so absolutely. That's wisdom and knowledge right there. Know your own limitations, right? Yeah, very good. Yes. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Anything else there? Mm hmm. Right? Yeah. And a song is a prayer. Song is a prayer. That's our knowing. Uh, you should, when you sing, that's a prayer. So I sent out that mess, that, that good medicine. Who's next? Over here. Hard work. Don't be lazy. Hey, maybe somebody in the back wasn't pushing. Yeah, hey. They <laughs> were just hiding behind the other people. <laughs> yeah. Be curious. Yeah, absolutely. For reals. Yep, it's true. We gotta be. We gotta be curious about, hey, what what could be the answer to this? What could help us here? So yeah, like the song. And any other thoughts? Yes. Bring your passion. Yeah, because just without that, or we can't be nearly as effective. Very good. Yes. Yeah. 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 Don't be afraid to laugh and have fun and and poke at each other a little bit. Yeah. Just yeah, that's the native way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't just let things stay all messed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh okay, uh, I ask I usually ask, I say, Okay, uh who did uh whale Quinnus is grey whale. That's the word for gray whale. And a hooted Quinnus call out to the water too. Relatives. Yes. What do you do with your relatives? Share. What else do you do with them? 
support. Does that mean you help them? You always help your relatives. Who are your relatives? Oh, you guys go right to the point, eh? <laughs> you guys are too smart for this, eh? <laughs> no, I was just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, every, everyone. But see, we, use, we don't have that word thing. We don't even have the word animal. We have a word for everything that needs to have a word. And by choice. We chose not to have the word animal. And I believe I understand that by being around with our elders and our, our understandings. Because you've heard the English term, you're an animal. You act like an animal. Well, what does that mean? We're arrogant. We're above everything else. Our belief is that we're put here last to push up all the beings that were put here before us. Yeah, lift them up. Lift them up. So, yeah, our relatives, we, we, we help them, we lift them up. And our relatives, they're not just our mom, because they usually go, oh, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister. And I'm, sometimes they go right to the point, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, everything outside that door, those people... The tree people were related to them, as I just spoke of, and the water related to that. Because what, what about that water that's in your body, hey? All right? Yeah, that's like a community right there, huh? What about your ancestors? You got your ancestors flowing through that water? How many people that you're related to before you had that same liquid pumping through their body? And the, yeah. And her mother, Earth, and that's her veins. That's her lifeblood, that water, the river. So now we have a river. We've got a river flowing through us. We have our ancestors flowing through us. We're part of all those things. I tell people sometimes, I say, if you don't, because here's another quick proverb. Uh, I'll probably be done here pretty quick. But uh, um, uh, one more. Uh, <laughs> that's a good teaching right there, see, because uh, I got that one. And uh, our, our, old, our old people would always raise their hands to that sound right there in gratitude, yeah? Yeah, they'd raise their hands in gratitude to that sound because they knew that this sound is the sound of the creator. This little, uh, our word for baby is k'ak. K'ak is a, it's a sound that kind of like a baby makes. K'ak. And then so um, they know that that sound, that these little ones are so, they came right from the creator. Now they just landed here. Now they make that cry. Now we go, that is the voice of the creator. That is the voice of the creator. It may really bother us at four in the morning when we're trying to sleep, <laughs> but that's the voice of the creator. <laughs> and so, so yeah, that's an awesome teaching right there. But, um, yeah, the, the other teaching I was thinking of is uh, never separate yourself from nature. That's an, a really awesome teaching. Never separate yourself from nature. Never believe you are separate from nature. We are part of all those things as we spoke about the water. And then I asked people, I think, okay, so 
if you've done a vision quest before, if you've gone out there for four days, if you've gone out there for seven days, and you didn't drink a drop of water, every fiber of your being at the end of that will be scratching at your mother, crawling to her blood, her lifeblood, that water that flows. If you don't think you're part of Mother Earth, just stop drinking water. Right? And you will know in absolute visceral terms that you are part of Mother Earth. You may be able to lift your roots for a minute from Chachatongoch, our sacred mother, but not for very long. Not for very long. So we need to learn who we are, just simply who we are. And so in that story, the Slahal that I spoke of, what that tells me is that here in Coast Salish, we've been the keepers of the sacred promises to uphold the circle of life since time immemorial. Think of the difference between the mentality of the US government and the Canadian government and in the hearts of every child throughout their entire life until they're an elder being the keeper of the sacred promises to uphold the circle of life. How is that gonna affect how they interact with each other? How is that gonna affect how they create community? How is that gonna affect how the family unit works? It's gonna affect everything. And when you know that you are part of everything around you, not just your family, but your, you know, all the other families, well, now we're even stronger and, and more able to create peace and harmony because I believe the work that we're doing, the work that we're doing is about creating peace and harmony and wellness in this world. And it begins with ourself. It begins within ourselves to decide that we are going to be rich people once again living on these lands. Absolutely. Yeah. That's something you can, you can be thankful for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's where we're going. We're going home. That's the way I see it. We're going home. Each and every one of us comes from an indigenous root. And that root that you have is beautiful. There's no way around that. It's beautiful. And it's strong. You can make it strong. You can feed it. You can nurture that root. Give it a little water. You know, if you sit down too hard, you'll feel it, you know. <laughs> Just give it a little nutrients, a little sunshine, you know. We wear too much clothes around here, you know. It's just, just how it is. We, we in Coast Sales, you know, really, we did, uh, cedar bark, we were cedar tree people. So we, wove, we still weave cedar bark and cedar bark clothing. But before contact, we didn't need to weave any cedar bark clothing. We didn't because we didn't have the concept of shame. Your body is shameful. Well, it's hot in the summer, right? Why wrap everything up? 
You know, like we'd wear a groin, uh, you know, groin cloth, sure, but everything else is fine. You know, like we don't need to be afraid of our own bodies. So, something to think about there too. You know, like that that cedar bark now is is how we make our clothes today, and and it's a beautiful thing, you know, to make those things from the cedar tree because the cedar tree is our mother tree here. It's the tree of life. It, it says it's the long life maker. When you work the cedar, it will give you a long life. And and so when you're, you know, given that gift to that tree and you acknowledge it and you let it know who you are and where you've come from and you give it a gift and then you pull part of its bark off and it, it doesn't kill the tree, you know. It's just usually a smaller tree and you pull some of its bark off and now, now you can make whatever you need from it. You can make baby diapers from the outside. It's super fibrous and just pound it and it's absorbent. Yep, and biodegradable. And then uh and then the inner bark's much like uh animal skin. It's uh pliable. And when you get it wet it's just like almost like a hide. And now you can weave whatever you need with it. You make clothes, you can make shelter, you can make partitions, you make mats to eat on. And uh so we never killed the ancient trees and teach the people. Teach the people where you live. Where you live, we never killed giant trees. We just didn't, we didn't need to. And that's on purpose. That's intentional. Create with intention. So we created with the intention of nature. Nature didn't go around just cutting all the trees and, and then just uh, disrespecting everything. So we didn't either. And... Um, so those trees, you know, they would just grow back over. And, uh, and, and, you know, even if the wind blew the top off of one giant cedar tree, we'd go in up to the top and we'd drive in wedges, big stone wedges, and then the wind would blow in the winter. And the wedges would just work down and down, these big stone wedges, till they were all opened up like that, you know, way down low. You could just retrieve your wedges and and then you could uh, cut those planks off any which plank that you wanted. And then also we would go into the cedar tree and uh, thank it, give it a gift. And and then we could take out any size plank we wanted, as tall, wide, deep as we wanted. We never had to kill it, and that tree would just go right back around. So, you know, where you live is a very uh, compassionate place to the point I'll share one last teaching before I go, and, and I'll just uh, play a, a song for you. But um, my mom, she went to Qantas. The creek she went to every morning was named Qantas in Shotlip in West Saanich. And her mama would bring her there. But her mom wouldn't just say, get in that water and bathe. My grandma would go and speak to the water in her language. The only language we ever had and the only language my grandma had. And she, my mom translates as, she says, she would apologize to the water. She'd say, we do not come here to disturb you. Siem Thonangkwa, the sacred cold healing water. I would only ask that you strengthen the sali of my children, strengthen the soul, the spirit of my children. Not till she spoke to the spirit of that water would she allow her children to enter the body of it. That's called a good relationship, my family. That's called a good relationship. Learn how to have a good relationship with every single thing around you. And we will have this village. We will have this community once again. We will have wellness. 
we will have peace. We will have all of these things. It's our choice to have a good relationship, to teach, to have a good relationship with the spirit, the sali of everything around you. Just work on it. I'm working on it. I'm still a knucklehead half the time, you know, so you know, we, we do the best that we can in a difficult world, right? We do the best we can in a difficult world that, that, that pretty much is like the 180 of what the things I'm talking about. It's, it's uh, like I said, our community is a watertight basket. Well, you know, now we have more of a, like a clam basket. This <laughs> is like, it can hold some clams, but <laughs> if you're not as big as a clam, you're just going to fall through, you know, so. Um, but but we're, we're weaving, we're putting in those fibers, you know, we're putting in those fibers, we're weaving them in. It's a tree of life. It's a cedar cedar bark, cedar root. We're weaving them in. We're getting our roots all nurtured up, and we're, we're weaving. We're doing that weave. We're getting things well again, getting ourselves well. And, and you know, we're going to do this thing. And nobody will stop us. You know why? Because we're doing this together. And we're doing it in a prayerful way. And, and this is who we are. We're this right here. We're right here. We're together. You and me, we're family. You and I, we're related Nothing can break this because this is connected to our sali, our spirit. Our spirits are strong. Our spirits know that this is where we're going. And Sitting Bull said, one of these you can break easy. You can break a finger. You can break one of those easy. When you do this, that's unstoppable. And that's who we are. We're one human family. We are one human family with many nations, many cultures, many spiritualities coming together and reweaving this circle of life, bringing community, bringing these beautiful things back into this world, the ancient forests, the salmon, the coqualamich and the orcas, all of it, we're going to bring it all back and we're going to do this together in an unstoppable fashion. We're winning this because we're coming together. We're beautiful and strong and unstoppable. And it's only getting better as we come together and see each other's faces, hear each other's words, inspire each other to move forward in the best way possible, as soon as possible. Create wellness around you. I'm so happy to be here with you. And this night that we can do this together, this work, and be strong together, inspire each other. OCM, Aishka, I raise my hands to you for all the work you've ever done, all the work that you'll do into the future, lifting up those children of Mother Earth, tree, plant, animal, water, air, human, lifting them up. Standing strong, stand together like the trees. Our old people said, stand together like the trees and lift each other up because the, you don't see trees shoved out by themselves. You go suffer and work on your own.
but they lift each other up. Even science knows they lift each other up. They used to think, oh, the trees, they fight for light. They starve each other out, and they'll fight for light. Like, come on. Our people have always said, stand together like the trees and lift each other up. We've known they've lifted each other up since time immemorial. And now what does science know? Science says, oh, my God, look at the roots. Oh, my God, look at they touch each other. Oh, my God, look, even when a tree, and you can see it in the forest if you go there, you'll see a stump like this. It broke, and it's right next to a bigger tree, and it's still alive, and it doesn't have one branch. That bark from that little tree grew up and over and made a cap on top of that, and that little tree with no branches is still alive because that tree next to it is lifting it up. That's, that's where we're going. That's where we're going. We're going where everyone's lifted up. Everyone's well, everything well. Everyone, all the beings, all the people. Osiem, Aishka, thank you so much. I'll just end with a song here, and then, uh, and then that'll be my part. So, Aishka. I'll play this song. It's a song about... Uh, <clears throat> living freely upon the land. And when I heard this song, I, um, I, I could see our people free. And the one elder said, they called us savages. And they abused us. So they said we were savages. But all we were was free. And that is also where we're going. Because when the land is well and the trees are well and the water is well and the natural animals are well, well, those beings are free. And that means that we can be free because freedom doesn't live here anymore. I hate to tell you the truth, but it will. It will. We're going to have that again. We're going to have it as soon as possible. So keep talking about the things that you know you need, that your family needs, that all the things around us need. This is not something that we want. We are going there, and this is what needs to happen. OCM, Aishka.
Ossiam. Ossiam. So uh, I just want to make one quick announcement. Uh, I do have some CDs. Uh, also, this shirt uh, is a design that I made. And uh, we're funding uh, Water Protector Tribal Youth Canoe Project, where the goal is to gift a canoe, and not just gift it, but financially fund every nation within the Salish Sea to build their own. The youth will build their own canoes. And, and this will be done with a canoe-making teacher and, and also a cultural teacher somebody that can share the wisdom and knowledge with them in, in the canoe way, and, but also uh, they will be informed on all the issues of the Salisee and the threats to their culture, to the water, to the future. And so the funds from the sales of this shirt will go directly to the cost of, of purchasing cedar and, and uh, a teacher, and hopefully no other costs. So... Um, basically, that's it. We're going to build a water protector youth canoe army here in the Salish Sea to protect this place. And, uh, yeah, so we're modeling it after I've worked with the Lummi Youth Canoe family and uh, inspired me to move forward with this project so that, you know, I've seen the amazing work that they've done and the, the, the results from just sharing and elders sharing and and, and them coming together, and it's so beautiful. So just letting you know I have them back here, and I can take an email too uh, later or however, but um, that's the work that we're doing right now. And Protectors of the Salish Sea, that's one of our major projects. Besides stopping uh, fossil fuel expansions, we're also working on revitalization of our culture and also the protection, long-term protection of this land and water right here. So I raise my hands to each and every one of you. See I'm Nishelecha, my friends and family. I look forward to more of what's going on with this and love each and every one of you. Stay strong. Keep feeding your spirit. Keep making things that make you happy. Put those in your hut, Shusada, your Natsamat. Make yourself strong. Even pray for yourself. Some native people will say, oh, you shouldn't pray for yourself. But I believe that if you pray for yourself, if you're not well, and all of us are not completely well in this world, I can tell you that right now. I know I'm not well. I'm not completely well because this world isn't well around me. How can I completely be well? It's impossible. So I need prayers for every single thing, including myself. But the only time I will pray for myself is so that I can be strong. I can help my family, I can help the water, I can help the trees, I can help the natural animals, I can help the children of right now have a future. So make yourself strong, no matter how you do it, as long as you're not harming anyone, make yourself strong and do this work. Do it with love, do it with a prayer, do it with a laugh, do it with joy. But we're doing this together and it's beautiful. And, and it's a good time to be in this world because it's probably the most important time in all history. And if we're making a difference, our ancestors will sing a song for us. They'll raise their hands to us. That's, that's the only gratitude. The only gratitude I, I ask for.
generations. Someday, future generations will look at us and say they worked. They worked for my future. They worked for it. And I love them for it. I love them for it. That's the only gratitude I would ever ask for. I just got 